0: What's up, everyone? Sergeant Mark here, back, another edition of Behind the Badge. Uh, thanks for joining us. It's been a while. I want to uh, welcome my buddy Pete. Pete was on a previous episode uh, long before. I had to bring him back, you know, to talk about what we're seeing in this city. This show is going to go into two directions. Uh, when I originally started out with this program, it was to bring light into the life of a cop, in the life of all law enforcement officers, no matter what branch they serve in, give you a, an idea what it's like to, at home, you know, on the job, off the job, the stress, the pain, the, the just, you know, the the suffering a lot of cops go through when they see nothing but, you know, destruction day in and day out, like we're seeing in our city today. There's two fronts being a that are attacking our city right now. You have crime, out of control. I mean, record-breaking numbers in every aspect of it. And then you have the people who have their drug addictions, who have been banished to the Kensington and Allegheny section to basically just die. There's no other you know, way to describe it. That's what I brought Pete in here to talk about his journey when he was one of those people uh i want to take this show's going to start going in a different direction Anybody that follows me on twitter and that's at mark fusetti m a r k f u s e t t i if you follow me there you've seen lately the uh horrific videos i've been releasing unedited murders that the whole world needs to see because nothing is stopping these people from doing this it is crazy it's outrageous and with the help of a few other people on twitter one person doesn't want to be named uh so my joke for that for him his name's candy he knows who i'm talking about the other is philly crime update it's uh capital p h-i-l-l-y capital c crime and it's u-p-d he was just on with Dom Giordano today on 1210. Talk, you know, WPHT, talk 1210. He's given, or she, I don't know his, his or her identity. He hides it. Uh, but his group of people are getting all these great videos. So we can send it out and the world can see what is going on in Philadelphia. It is absolutely insane. Today we're going to talk about those videos. We're going to talk about what the cops are going through, what some cops have come to me and told me which is just heartbreaking. Um, a, a, sh- a story that just broke last night, that's not getting any play. I haven't checked the media in, a, in the last hour or so, but has gotten no play, which is astonishing, which is another problem we see. And how we can all for once come together in this city and just vote all these people out. doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican. You need to change. You need to stop voting for the same tired people that just go from one position to another that collect the lottery ticket of city council because that's what it is or the mayor's spot or any of these you know politically appointed or voted in spots these are jackpot lottery tickets so somebody from the everyday working world needs to you know get into that position and maybe bring some fresh new ideas so that's what the goal of this show is going to be from here on out we're going to talk about the murders that get a few minutes of attention on the news each day but then disappear from the headlines going to talk about what the families are still going through I've reached out hopefully in future episodes I'll have some victims families on here to talk about their loved ones that are senselessly murdered senselessly murdered for many times no reason whatsoever um that's the goal now we'll still talk about you know a lot of the police and what they go through but this show is going to start opening eyes. I get a lot of tips. Anybody has any tip of any kind whatsoever, videos, inside information, send it to me. We will. We have uh, ways to vet it, and if it's good, we're going to get it out there. You. You don't. I don't. Like I said, I work with some people right now. I have no idea if they're even a male or female. So, rest assured, your identity will stay safe. You can make a fake account. Send it to me. I don't care. But if you see something wrong in the police department, if you see something wrong in your neighborhood, in your job, wherever it may be, and you know that the cops can't help you, the district attorney's gonna turn a blind eye to you, let me know. We're gonna get it out there. So with that said, I want to start the show off and talk to talk to you about what's going on, you know, the other part that's kind of been hidden now lately is Kensington. You've seen the videos. There are plenty of videos going around. I'm not the only one. Everyone's showing them. Uh, the Republican nominee for uh, Senate, Dr. Oz, went down to Kensington. He did a show or he did some videos from down there. People have no idea how bad this really is. Tonight, after this program, I, on, on uh, Twitter, I will release my videos that I did with my friend Pete. When we went down, we walked through where I first arrested him. We went through Needle Park, where he would go. And we talk about his journey through uh, Kensington when the last time he ever ever got high, and the start to finish. We're going to go through it, but I'm going to show you those videos later on tonight. And the second part of this, we're going to show you the videos that we released of these horrendous murders. You know, hopefully something changes, because the attention's on us now. Everybody's watching Philly. Because of this Senate race. So we're going to take the opportunity to shove as much of this down everybody's throat so you can make the right decision when you go and vote. And then hopefully the right people come in next year because there's going to be a whole new slew of people running for city council and the mayor next year. We can't let this, you know, disappear on November 9th. We need to stick with this all the way until next year's mayor race. So with that said, my brother Pete, what's happening, my friend? Um, I'm well. How you doing? Good? Yeah. So, for anyone that's new and don't feel like going all the way through the old, um, you know, the old shows, Pete and I grew up in Frankfurt on Kensington, or um, on Granite Street in uh, the Frankfurt section. Uh, Pete's older than me, was my old head, basically, Hmm. and, you know, showed me the ways. There was a day where you and I... uh, Ran into each other later in life. Yeah. And you weren't having such a good, uh, nah. a good time in life there. So let's go from the beginning. You're a recovering addict. Went through hell and back. Take us on that journey. So I remember you. Like I said, growing up, we all played sports together. We hung out. I remember you uh, got into the pills. And then mm. from there... You know, blank hit the fan. Yeah, take us to that. You know, from when you were just hey having recreational, popping a few pills on a weekend to um.
1: Yeah. All right, so go um, I look back at at like the situation and the circumstances that I was in, the people that I was around, that I chose to be around, um, and it like it just naturally progressed for me. And the thing was, we were all together and we all did the same things. Just that. You know, when I ate uh, Percocets for the first time, um, I had a different reaction than everybody else. Um, And that just led to eating more and more of them, um, started pulling away from all the friends that I had my whole life up until then. You know, you include it. Um, Once I got away from that and I, I started to migrate to a new set of friends that were into... The, you know, at least that or or even worse, um, you know, it was a natural progression for me to get to, you know, per, I was eating a hundred a day like it
0: cost a lot of money. So it was way cheaper. How long did it go from when you would just do a, a couple on a weekend to Perks? all of a sudden now you're doing towards the end a hundred plus? I mean, six
1: months to a year, probably. It, it wasn't long. Every time I ate some, I
0: had to eat more the next time, and I just when so i, I now I remember those days and not vaguely I vaguely remember those days because you know you had a family, you know I, I moved away. we moved out of that area because it was turning bad. Mm-hmm. Um, what year was that? I want to say it was like uh ninety
1: nine two thousand something in that area. Because I know by the time I got married, I was a raging, raging perk addict. So, and that was
0: two thousand one. Two thousand one. So let's go there. Right. Two thousand one. You're doing the perks. A mm-hmm. hundred, you said. I mean, I was eating a lot. Whatever I so, get my hands on. Now, for anyone that don't know, what's a hundred? What's a perk? What's a percocet, like? What? A, like per milligram? Yeah,
1: five milligrams was the ones I was eating. Okay. And three hundred and twenty-five milligrams of aspirin each pill. Well, wow. yeah, it's thirty two thousand m- milligrams of aspirin. I was put in my stomach every day. That your stomach doesn't dissolve; it just piles up in your stomach.
0: So <laughs> uh, that's crazy, <laughs> right? Right, and that doesn't even get you high, right? Or the it, aspirin? No, 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 not, not the aspirin. I'm talking about the perks. Yeah, like when you're it. when you're taking that many, how long do you get a? I mean, so. So anybody that's ever gotten, like, a surgery, and right before you go under, they mm-hmm. hit you with that, like, it's like, whoa, <laughs> that feels good. Yeah,
1: you or know. even after that. So that's, that's that's a dip, that's like, a sedative, but even, like, everything about the perks immediately took hold on me. I've warmed down my throat when I would eat them, and then, you know, because they're a pill and they take longer to circulate through your body, you, you get a longer high out of it than, like, say, shooting dope. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So, so it'll be in, yeah. So you're spending, I can't, how much was that running you a day?
1: I don't, I never count it. Hundreds? I never count it. You knew me back then, I was making a lot of money. Right. I always had a lot of money.
0: So you're dipping in, no big deal. Now all of a sudden, this just isn't working. I mean, taking a hundred pills a day. Yeah, and, and
1: I think, like, there was a couple things that happened. Like, it went from Perks to, to, like, Oxys, when Oxys were out. When Oxys first came out, dude, they came out with um 160 milligrams. So they were for
0: terminal cancer, like, right? Yeah,
1: like right before, like hospice-type stuff. And I remember I went I went to the doctors because my stomach was so messed up from eating all that aspirin for years. I'm talking like five, six years straight of eating all that aspirin. And he was like, dude, your stomach is trash. Like, you have to stop eating all this aspirin. He's like, your stomach will heal itself because it can regenerate the, the lining of your stomach or whatever. But you got to stop. Like, like, this is not good for you. And I left that hospital that day, and I, I called my dealer to get Perks, and he was like, um, yeah, I don't have no Perks, but I got these new things, Oxys. I said, well, what are they? He said, it's the same opiate as Perks, but no aspirin. I was like, oh, man, is that not a sign? Like this doctor just tells me that right. so I go out, I get them. I think 80s were out at that time, which were they started killing kids like crazy in Fishtown when they first came out. They, they were finding kids' bodies on the corners like every night. And then I got my hands on the 160s, which is like each one pill was 64 perks. And I would eat like three of them 160s. And just your tolerance just builds up after so much
0: abuse. Like, you, you just take way, way more. So you're doing that. You're still functioning, right? Yeah. You're not down in Kensington nah, yet? I had a job, all that. Job, family, yeah. hiding it. And a lot of people don't understand. How can you hide this? And I was pretty me, good at it. People get... People become experts. Yeah, I was pretty good at it. One of the things I said about addicts, they could become great actors, and they could run a a Fortune 500 company if they took the energy and the effort to get yeah. high and put it into that in those fields. Dude, it's, it's ama-
1: almost impossible to keep up with the lies that we got to tell because you're lying and then you're getting caught in a lie and making another lie and telling two different people two different lies. Then they talk and you got to make a lie to connect. Them. Dude, it's it's unbelievably
0: oh, exhausting. I know. As a, When I was an investigator, I would just sit and listen to people it's and the lies are running so many different ways. It's like, oh my God. I would, I would literally stop people and be like, Stop. Stop. Yeah, stop. I, I know you're lying. Yep. My God, you don't even know that I know. Just let's just cut to the end of this lie yeah. and get and let's get to the end of the yeah. of this cake here. Yep. So you're doing that. Now comes the day. I'm going to do heroin. How did, so I, how did that
1: happen? All right. So me and a friend of mine, you know, um, um, we couldn't get perks one day. And and we were getting high together on the perks, so we couldn't get perks one day. And uh he was like, You want to get some heroin? And I was like, I mean, I all right. What I, I don't No fear.
0: Not, not really, no. Nah, no. No. So we went to Lean Indy. I know real quick, I know that leap from taking pills to the to the dope, man. A lot of people it was, stopped. dude, it was some natural. People, yeah, some people do it naturally. It was
1: natural. Like so and it didn't happen real quick either. So that day we couldn't get perks. We went to Lean, in Indiana, got dope. Um snorted it he's like dude all you got to do is a little tiny bit of this and you'll be good right i snorted the little tiny bit and i was like i'm i'm used to eating like five six oxys a day 80s whatever so it didn't really hit me like that and i literally looked at him and i went this is what all like this this is heroin like this is what i I, i'm i'm supposed to be searching for so at the time i was i was buying methadone that I was selling to people in the Northeast off this old prostitute from Kensington. And every time I was at her house, she would, I would give it her money for the, the methadone she was selling. And then she would make me take her to get dope. We'd get dope. She would come back. She would mix it up, shoot it and all. And I snorted. That's that day with, with, with Vinny was the first time I, I did dope. I snorted it. Two days later, I'm at her house and I'm like, so a friend of mine wants to shoot dope, so give me everything I need to shoot it. Right? Took it, got some some dope from the same spot she would take me to. I went back home that night, went in the bathroom, I mixed two bags up, and I shot it. And then I went, yeah, okay, that's what everyone's talking A whole about. Whole different world. Whole different world. Whole different. But I knew, that. I, I I knew, I knew it was going to be. I was that dude who was like, I'll never shoot nothing,
0: and then until I shot shit. So, <laughs> right. for people that obviously you've never done this there's no no way to comprehend what it's like so you do that how how long are you high for i
1: mean in the beginning uh
0: like you know a couple day. hours like that day a couple hours probably a couple hours and does it have the urge like i can't wait to do it again or does it put Not, you in a place but, like All right, so, i'm good for tonight so with the heroin
1: it, it, at, at the beginning it was like man that was good i'm probably going to do that again soon And then the next day we'd come and I'd be like, all right, well, today seems soon enough for me. I'm going to do it again. And I would do it again. And then it became, okay, I, you know, I
0: got to figure out how. So there it is. So you do it the next day, the next day, like, okay, no problem. Mm -hmm. But now you're into the spot where I got to do this every day. How long did that transition take?
1: So I, I, so I, I, I might not be able to tell you that. What I can tell you is I remember the first time because, you know, Percocet's you get to get the same type of dope to sickness. It's basically synthetic heroin, is what right. you know opiates are like. that. and I remember the first time I got I got dope sick from perks and didn't even know what it was. Again, it was with Vinny. We went up to his mom's house in Quakertown, and we had these girls come over and all. And I didn't, ha- I couldn't get no perks, but I didn't think nothing of it. I, did, I I always had them up until then, right? So it was just like whatever. I didn't know, so we just go up and, and you know we're smoking pot or whatever, and I start to get sick like the flu, like sweaty, cold, hot, cold sweats, whatever. And I remember like eating and throwing it up and being in a hot tub at his mom's house. And I was like, dude, something ain't right. Right. And I went home the next day. I remember driving home the next day, like hallucinating almost how, how sick I was. And uh, I get home. I just think I got the flu. Or something like that, right? And I just my dealer called me, said, Yeah, I got perks in. I said, Yeah, drop some of them things off. He came over, dropped them off, and I ate them and within five minutes I was fine. And that I thought fast. I thought to myself,
0: Okay, all right. I see So what, now you know how it is, yeah, and so now, is. Again, before you can pull Google up on your cell phone and cra- find out what that was. The on crazy with thing
1: me. is normal people would be like, All right, this is bad. I gotta I gotta chill out. I was like, okay, I just got to make sure that I have perks every day. That's it. Well, that's
0: not you, and this is how everybody, yeah, when they get to this point, this is what yeah. they all think. So, <sighs> right
1: now, you've experienced dope sick. So, so again, when I started, when I started shooting dope, I already had in my head. I felt what it was like to be dope sick from perks. I know that if I start doing this heroin every day, if I take this to the point where I'm going to be dope sick, it's going to be ten times worse than that was. Even not having haven't dealt with it yet. And I would probably say that the first time that I was dope sick off of heroin was in jail, was getting locked up. Now, the weird thing about that, because I was talking to my daughter about it today, the weird thing about that is like, if I'm dope, if I'm dope sick on the street, right, I'm, I feel like I'm going to die. I'm going to die. This is the worst thing ever. You know what I mean? Because my brain's telling me that, no, listen, there's all, something's going to come up. Something's gonna happen. You just gotta make it happen. Your brain's telling you, just figure it out. Figure out how to get money. Figure out how to to get back weed, you know, to stove so we can get well. In jail, you know you're not getting it. At least when you're getting processed in, you know you're not getting it and you're not as sick. That's what I'm saying. It's a lot of the brain telling you, like, all right, listen, man, we know we ain't getting this. We gotta go through whatever physical stuff's gonna come with this. But we know we're not getting it, so let's just get through this. It's like your brain's having a conversation with your body, and it makes it easier. And I'm telling you, every time I was dope sick in jail, was not nearly as bad as when I was on the street. When you were on the street. yeah. So
0: you you start the heroin. You get high. But that doesn't last long, right? So I know for a lot of people that we arrest, when we locked them up, they weren't afraid of going to jail because it's jail. They were afraid of that story right there. They were afraid of being sick. And they... They would tell me after a few weeks, especially once the new people, once they first start like you, yeah. it probably lasts a few weeks to a month or so, but after that, it's over. They're getting high parts done. You got to do it to uh, stay So, okay, stay so that's, healthy. that's
1: not really true to that extent. No, it, like, when when someone like me, like we had talks about today, when we were saying something like, when you, you asked me if I got high that, when I did that on that last ride down right. there, I um, of course. Of course you do. It's not that it's not the thing that you like. I've been chasing that time I told you about when I got that stuff off that 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 prostitute and shot it up for the first time. I've been chasing that feeling that's, since that, that time. So like that was that, literally the only time that I that, ever did heroin okay.
0: that was like that. So that I guess that's how people were trying to explain it. That moment, the first time you ever did heroin, yeah. that was Took you to the next yeah. level. Yeah. You know, ecstasy, times of thousand. I thought
1: that was going to be like that every time I did it. And it just never did. No, again. no, never to that. Never to that. Never to that level. No. No matter no. how much you tried, no matter no, how listen, much Listen, I did pushed it. myself so much to where I would do shots that I would literally be on the. I never owed the overdose in my life, right? I fell out from Coke and stuff like that, but I never overdosed where I need to be Narcan and brought back or whatever, taken to the hospital, nothing like that. <clears throat> But I've done so much sometime where I could I would feel it go into my body and then I would feel I would start to get numb from here out. And I would feel it getting numb all oh. the way down to where my fingers back yeah, down to your hand f- and I'm and I'm sitting there thinking, Holy shit, this, is this is it. This is it. This is the one. You know what I mean? Like like old Fred Sanford. This is the one. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one.
0: And it never And it just never hit it. never got it never got it, you. Never got. it yeah. got close. Definitely got close. So You do heroin for the first time, you're chasing it, you're in that world now. Now, how long before you do that until me and you run into each other on the street? Because now, as an investigator down there, when we would lock people up in Kensington, it was every six months or so, a new wave of people would come in. The same people that we used to lock up the previous six months to a year, sometimes some of them a few years, Would kind of disappear, a new wave would come in. I never saw you down there until the one time I saw you where it was crazy. Ironically, your friend, Johnny, who, you know, he's your friend. I mean, I played hockey with him. I would consider, you know, an acquaintance of mine. He called me up out of the blue one day and was like, Hey, you see Pete, you got to grab him. He's fucked up. You know, he's down there getting high. And I think I had heard stories. And again, I'm at this point. I'm married, raising my own kids. Um, the last time we had interacted was a fantasy football draft at my house. Yeah, I remember. And somebody, I had tools went missing. And that I wasn't
1: re- me. <laughs> that definitely
0: wasn't me. No, I swear. it was. You told me. Did it, I? Yeah, yeah. You told me. Ah, what a scumbag. <laughs> it's all right. So, but we, I, everyone was like, no, it was this other guy. It was definitely him. Someone I didn't know. I was like, yeah, son of a. No, it was definitely him. We, you know, we, just, I, we we discussed it. It's all right. I'm not trying to throw you. It, it's ah, fine. You, right. you did it. You, yeah. You know. You can just give me one back. Um, and I just remember that night. I didn't think you or anything, and that was it. That was the last time we even interacted. So, what year was that? You think? Um, so it had to have been,
1: 07? Four, The earlier five, than five. Okay, so at that point, I wasn't in
0: the warrant unit yet. So, so definitely 4 ish to right. 0-5. So at
1: that point, I was probably only into shooting dope for two and a half years, maybe at that point. Okay. So it was definitely after I got separated from my marriage before I started shooting shooting dope.
0: Right. Well, so, and I remember. So what happens is the point is you kind of drift off during the fantasy football. You kind of disappeared. And, I was getting them tools. I see. Yeah. <laughs> and you're gone, so I don't hear from you. So, it's a couple years now I'm into the warrant unit. I um, remember, I'm on the weekend unit. So, that had to have been... And I'm a sergeant. So, it had to have been oh, late 07. Cause that's when I got promoted. Or, no. I'm sorry. I got promoted in 08. 08, I become a sergeant. I'm driving down Kensington. Johnny had just called me. So, that that, uh, that was 2010 when that happened. What? The second one? They, well, we I we, we
1: encountered each other twice. So, the sort of set the. That- you only arrested me once, Twice. Though, right? Twice. Did you? Yep. I don't remember the so first time. The, so first, the, time, sec- yeah.
0: the first time I get you was in uh, probably, it might have been 10 for both of them because they were quick. So I lock you up. I don't remember where the first, the first one was down towards Tayoga a little bit. Get you there. Arrest you. You're like, you know, come on, man, whatever. And I was like, dude, I got to take you in. I can't let you die out here. Just not going to do it. I take you. Drop you off. That was that one. You come to my house, right. like six months later, mm-hmm. jacked. Yeah, You knock on my door, I look out, and you're, you had to have been 225, yeah. pure muscle, all probably. solid. I was like, holy shit. We talk, get a big hug, you're like, I'm doing great, the whole nine yards. I don't hear from you again. Your mom mm-hmm. calls me, uh, probably a year or so later, and says, Do you, can you find him? Really? But. I know mom always believed you. Your mother always believed all your stories because mm. she's like, his P.O. is screwing him over. <laughs> and this, that, and the other. And I don't want him in jail. I think your daughter was pregnant at the time. Or your daughter? Am I? One yeah, of your, Kayla. Kayla, okay. I believe she was pregnant. So that was 2010. Yeah. About to have, a, have, about to have the baby, I believe. Yeah. And your mom wanted you out, not in jail for it. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay. Johnny calls me again. Got to find him. This is when we're at Kensington and Somerset. And on the videos that I will release later on, you will see the interaction that we had, you know, Kensington and Somerset, when I had to finally arrest him again. The world you were living in down there. And I remember driving by. I see a guy duck down. Yelled at my car behind me. I said, you got to grab that guy. I believe you got in somebody's car. No, I went in a Chinese store. Did you? I thought yeah, you got yeah, in somebody's car. No, I went in a Chinese store. Got Got you. And you're like, dude, come on! I was like, Pete, I, I can't do this, man. You got like, and I called Johnny for you. Mm-hmm. I was like, Johnny, I got you. You want to talk to him? Johnny talks. He's like, yo, you don't got to live this life, man. People love you. People care. Yeah. And you know, off, you know, off we go. And I still, the funniest thing, and nothing was funny about that. But one of the funny thing was there was some girl there who was. Show them. I don't know who she was. Well, one she started yelling. P or razor they were going you razor i love you razor I was like shut up he don't <laughs> love you <man." laughs> nah, no nope. I was like this guy it wasn't on heroin would not be looking at you nah, trust me nah. and off and that was it now that was our interaction but they were only two times yeah you were down there for a while hiding you were one of the people that was able to slide around yeah tell everybody what you saw I mean the horrors of you know, how many people have you see die? Uh, well, more than I can count, bro. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't even know where to start. You told a story before how a guy died in a... Now, look what you guys would do. Go to a crack house in right. a bando, we would yeah. call them. Go in there, shoot up. Yeah. A bunch of yous. Yeah. How many times somebody would drop dead there? I well, mean, my, that I know about,
1: like that I'm for sure about, like that one, that one chick, Darlene. That was bad, but I, you know, again, I didn't really care. Um, and then people and would I, like rifle through their pockets, uh, yeah, yeah, Try yeah. to rob them. Yeah, nobody's calling nine one one. No one's calling nine one one. Yeah, no. I mean, it was just, dude. You, I'm trying. I try. So when I try to explain this to people, that can't. Um, understand like like if you look at the people down in, at Kensington if you just uh, like or whatever and you walk down to people and and talk or just even look at the people right you look in their eyes I can almost guarantee you that the look that most of them have down there in their eyes uh, almost all day is the same look you'll see at someone if you could catch them right before they kill themselves do you know what I mean mm. because there's just no hope there's nothing dude there's no like I I Feeling wise, because I didn't feel, I didn't feel nothing. I didn't care about nothing either. I I was numb to everything. But it, like when I look back, I can I can remember like at the very least, I was I was comfortable. Like I if I if I was a junkie at seventy years old in Kensington, as far as I was concerned, then at that point, that's that's just that's what it was. Or if I died and they found my body in an abandoned house, like. That's the way this was going to be. That's the way it's
0: been going yeah, my no whole life. No fear of any nah, of that happening. It's nah. just okay. Well, that's yeah. what it is. That's what it is. No. Yeah. Big it's deal. even
1: to the other end of it, to where I, you know, again, like I've never really considered myself like actively suicidal, but I was almost certain that like my kids and and everybody would be way better off if I died. They would all be sad. It would be horrible. They would get over it and they would move on. But it it was, to me, from down there, even the little bit that I could think about it, like they, um, it would have been better to me torturing them for the the rest of the of my stayed alive. I I can't
0: tell you how many parents had told me that when I would lock up their loved ones where I had one guy, I still, to this day, it's one of the stories that just sticks with me. It wasn't even a major issue at a time. Me and my partner, we pick up these two girls both of them, at one point before the drugs, were beautiful. Yeah. You could tell they were just mm-hmm. gorgeous women. We have them both in our car. The one girl has AIDS. Her dad would call us. He would call me on my work cell phone. And be like, can you find her? Her medicine's here. She's got to come up. So she would go up, take her um, HIV medicine, and, and go right back, back down. just go back down. Like, her kids stayed with the dad. Mm-hmm. Dad stopped chasing her. He had told me multiple times... I want her to just die. So it ends it's over. He's like, I love her, but I see the pain and suffering. And, but then two minutes later, he's telling me to make sure she comes up to get a medicine, which, but we're driving and we have both girls in the car. I know one girl died later on because, and I've told the story, uh, she died in this pimp Teddy's house. Yeah. And he rolled her up in a carpet, threw her in an abandoned house. Yeah. Yeah. Cops found her with her face. eaten uh, by rats. Eaten by rats. Uh, it, that still pisses me off to this day, but we had both girls in the car. Me and my buddy Bill are driving them up to the prison. On the way, and the one girl, uh, it, it, it hurts still to this day. We had the radio just playing. We're not talking. Just it's just a normal drive to the prison, a prisoner drop off. And she starts crying, and I'm like, oh. I'm thinking because a lot of prisoners would do this. They're gonna play. I'm hurt, sick. So we had to go to the hospital yeah. because they knew if we didn't want to go, we're cutting them loose. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's wrong with you? And she just fuck bawling. And she's like, I was just literally thinking, we're all driving, we're quiet. We were just laughing, joking in a few minutes ago that we were just going out to the bar, the four of us. Yeah. We were gonna go get normal. drinks.
1: Yep, just normal.
0: We were couples hanging out together. And she's like, I'll never have that. She's like, it's impossible. She's like, I can't have it. Yeah, the other girl's not. like, I can't either. I, I, I can't believe it. And I was just like, Oh, man, that one hurt. I was like, God.
1: But that's what I was talking about before, about, like, you know, I can go down and talk to all, them all day long, everybody down there, and say, listen, trust me, you don't have to be down here. I know you don't have to be down there because I'm not down there. And I was da- I'm just I was just like you down there. And you could say that forever, and no one's going to listen until, it, like, you almost got to find a way to, to make them feel what it's like to be able to get out of
0: well, there. Well, th- you say that, so... We're going to jump forward. You've lived down there. You went through it. Uh, tonight on my Twitter feed, I'm going to release the video of the car ride, your last moment, yeah. your last time you ever got high. I'm going to save that. So if you want to check that out, again, follow me on Twitter. I'll have that whole video. We're, we literally drive the entire route and from start to finish. Yeah. So you're clean. You've been living a normal life again. Yeah. Your kids are doing great. So we go back down to Kensington today. Mm. Now, you've seen all the videos, and you I told me. I mean, I've me, driven through there numerous, right, you've numerous times. Through, it's yeah. a thousand times worse now than it was of when course. you were down there. Yep. What's going on down there? What, what can be done, in your opinion? So,
1: again, like, you know, dealing with full-blown junkies and active addiction, right, is, it's tough, man, because um, their brain is geared to not, to do whatever, just to make sure that they they don't have to stop doing drugs whatever that takes so it's really hard to do that but and we Jail t- sometimes so and maybe okay. maybe so again you can go to these fellowships and AAA and all and they'll tell you that that stuff won't get you clean jails institutions death whatever if i didn't get arrested this last time i probably no. wouldn't have got, right, when got did, clean when i did especially mm-hmm. right um, they say you can't get clean for other people i did i know i did i i know i did because when when i and I didn't really decide to get clean until I was already clean for a couple weeks, where I decided, okay, I could probably do this for 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 good. Um, but like, I didn't care enough about myself to get clean for myself. There's no shot. I didn't care because I, I I just I'd be a hypocrite if I told you I didn't care if I lived or died when I was down there, but cared enough about myself to get clean. I thought my my family would be better off without me, so. The way it just and, and I, if circumstances whatever it, it, I was fortunate in how it happened I, you know we go over to arrest and whatever but um I would I managed to get myself in a detox for the first time and just had long enough and it doesn't take long it th- it really doesn't take long for for the opiates to work their way right. out of your I, system I know that yeah and they're it, they're it's in quick. your they're in your body your your arms your legs your bones for longer than they're in your brain. Right. So your brain will flip after a couple of days and you'll be in detox, crying, thinking about all the stuff you did and whatever. Like if everybody was able to get to that, even to that point, because we talked about again today, like 90 percent of the people that leave treatment leave in the first couple of days of treatment while they're really sick. They just want to do whatever to get out.
0: So let me ask you, then how about mandatory treatment? I mean, even if they don't want to 10 times, maybe the 11th time they do. Yeah. It looks like right now the city has basically said, uh, "You know what? I don't care what they do." Does it doesn't seem like anybody in the city, in the government, is at least forcing them to try something other than what everybody has seen in all the viral videos of Kensington? Uh, yeah. One of the videos we're going to release today. Guy was literally bent over with his face plowed into the ground the entire time. We're doing yeah, in our interview. Like there was a shit shot that he could have been done. Right, and then somebody woke him up. Um, I mean, I know that's beyond our control, the political stuff. But as a person, the the problem with that type of thing is that it's the same,
1: like the people that would be working that, whatever that treatment and the things, right? That we're in charge of. It it almost immediately would be the same as like the welfare system. Now it's so broken, and all these welfare people that work for welfare are so over. Their caseloads are crazy. They can't keep, you know, shit stuff falls through the, the cracks all the time. Kids getting hurt that were supposed to be under right. welfare protection, stuff like that. Like it's almost immediately going to get to that point, and it, and it already is because you could see it to where you have a guy down there that's been to treatment multiple times, five, six, seven times. Right? Keeps getting out, keeps getting back on, goes back to treatment again when he gets into trouble, whatever. Um, and it and it don't it just doesn't seem to stick, and they get to the point where like listen like. We can't keep paying for full treatment for you because it's it's not working. So we can give you this, which is methadone or something like that, to where it's just, like you're still in prison. You're still a slave to that methadone, and and when that when that
0: runs its course, you're going to go back to what you know. You, you usually do. See, this is this is the problem. This is uh, again the same people get put in office. The same results. The difference with the issue in Kensington, at least when I was on the street. We had the power to take you off of it for a few days, let you sit in jail up at State Road. Not that it's a great place, not that that's a viable treatment option, but it got you off. And some people, it worked. There's some men and men and women living today that, because we locked them up, made the change. And sadly, right now, none of it's even happening. Dude, no, I, they're not even doing that. They're left down there to die. We watched it yeah, all today. Yeah. Cops, like you said, walk by the guy yeah. shooting a, shooting Right in um, the neck. Shooting a needle right into right. Uh, his girl's neck.
1: Dude, the odd thing about it is, um, you know, I, every time I got arrested it, back when I was out there all the time, I always had a detainer. I always had right.
0: some type of warrant, which a detainer a, which or something. is a probation warrant for people that don't know.
1: Just um, that last time, which was my final time ever getting arrested. You didn't have one. Dude, I, it was the first time I ever got released ROR from jail. Yeah. At like th- two, 2 in the morning, still had money on me, but like it wasn't, it wasn't like I went. And, and and I was sick. This was that was this was a whole different process mm-hmm. for me how how it how it worked and how everything just lined up for it. Like it gave me this one shot, and I, I really went. You know what? I'm older. Like this might be my only shot to do this. It really might be. And and here's the thing: if I didn't do it, and I just ended up back down, Kensington, I was all right with that. So do you know what I mean? Because right. I had already believed that that's what my life was was that at that grind every day. So. What, it took what, you a little while to realize, yeah. oh, okay. I didn't yeah, but eat. what did I, I have okay. to lose? Let me take one
0: real good mm-hmm. shot at this, and if it don't work, I'll be right back down there. I could easily do it. Well, I appreciate you coming and telling us this again. I'm going to have you back because we're going to talk about the second part of it where how your, your wife, soon-to-be wife, found out finally. Yeah. She couldn't hide it no more and that whole story Uh, that'll be released later on, either on Twitter or on on the next episode of this. It'll be in my book, too. I hope Uh, you'll plug out when it's done. You are writing a book. Right. I'm I'm, going to write one, too, because, damn, with the stuff that I saw. (laughs) But before we go, there's another topic I have to get involved. And anybody that's been following me knows the videos I've been releasing are out of this world. They're, They're crazy. You've seen some of them. I'm going to bring up we're going to show a video right now. Uh this is what this is a video on SEPTA, okay? So for anyone that doesn't know, SEPTA is our transportation, transportation center, yeah. okay? It's, you know, horrible. Dirty, everything's dirty, dangerous. The violence that's going on on those trains and buses, it's out of control, but they hide it because again, they need the the riders and if it's too dangerous, no one will go and You get the picture So I'm going to show this one clip Right here You know Guy's just sitting there Gets off, they get into some argument There's a mother and a child Two moms, two children Right there behind him, shoots away Boom, he drops down, dead Shoots him, goes to pick up his school bag Or whatever, walks by him again Executes him, boom, boom, boom Right in the head, runs off this is unbelievable. This guy was later caught a couple of days later, wearing the same clothes, had the gun on him. But this guy's not afraid to drive to do this. No, these people right now are not afraid at the drop of a hat to pull a gun out and just shoot you. Right. They're not afraid to go in stores and rob them because they know they have a chance to no, beat it, this. Yeah. To either not get caught because somebody's not going to show up for court. Or if they do get caught, the district attorney scrutinizes the cops so much on that case that he is looking for just a, a reason to say, I got to throw it out because the cop didn't do this or that right. Yeah. So, you know, or the third part is, you know, he just beats it. Yeah. So they are not afraid to commit these crimes because they have a one in four chance getting away. of getting away. They have great odds where you and I, if we go out and do that, we're done. I'm going to jail. You're going to jail.
1: <laughs> I'm turning myself in. Actually, probably.
0: now the uh, the guy running Fetterman, John Fetterman, who's running for state, you know, um, for Senate. Uh, U.S. Senate, he wants to give people like him a second chance. So if he were to get arrested, sent to jail for murder, he wants to give him another chance at life later on. Do you think that guy that just executed that man, and from from what I understand, was an argument, just a random argument? Does he deserve a second chance in life? If you think so, God bless you. But we're going to show another video because if you believe that one, Mm. that one right there deserves a second chance, then you're going to believe this guy does. Now, watch this video. This is crazy. There you go. He's shooting him, shooting him, stands up, shoots him again, head bounces off the ground. Now, where you see the video, the guy had already been shot multiple times running from a store. No arrests have been made in this case. There is a $20,000 reward sitting out there. I spoke to one of his neighbors. They liked the guy. He was a great guy, apparently. No problems with anybody. Uh, Gone. Done. Murdered. Assassinated. Right there. Do those guys, do you think they deserve a second chance in life? I don't care if they were 16 years old that did that. You forfeit your right to living a normal life once you do something like that. That is crazy. Yeah, it's bad. Philadelphia is nearly, nearing 500 murders again. We're at 460, some, unofficially. Uh, we are definitely over 500 murders when you count all the suspicious deaths that the cops are forced to hide. Okay? Something has to change. With The the is going to change next year. But all the city council people that are going to resign and run, for the exception of David O., I don't know if he's going to run or not. He's the only city council person I would even remotely attempt to vote for. This guy's been pro-police. He knows what they need. He's always had their back. All these other city council members—if you vote them in, it's going to be the same exact people, getting the same exact results. You know, the definition of insanity. Yeah. Philadelphia is Insane. the new definition of insanity. <laughs> right. Doing the same thing over and over and over, but expecting different results doesn't doesn't work. No. The the the, the cops need help, and this goes into a second part of of uh, what I want to bring up. So I had a, an officer call me. I won't say if it's a he or she, because a lot of these cops are afraid to even talk about the problems because their sergeants are looking to jam them up. The sergeants, lieutenants looking to jam him or her up. The lieutenant's captain looking to jam them up. The captain's chief inspector or inspector and chief inspector and deputy commissioner. You can follow the, the footsteps all the way up the ladder. They're all looking to jam each other up because this unqualified absentee police commissioner has no idea how to run a proper police department. I wouldn't let her manage my McDonald's, but yet she's in charge of 6,000 officers, well, less than 6,000, and thousands more civilians. She's in charge of all of them and is absolutely horrifyingly underqualified, and it shows She's been here since 2020, over 1,500 murders under her watch. Since 2020, over 1,500 murders on this police commissioner's watch. Her job is to screw the livelihoods of her officers. Management, supervisors are told to put paper, that means to write somebody up, for any infractions whatsoever. So that way, if they want to try to leave Philly PD and go to a township where they'll make double the money and 90% less stress, they can't do it. She has put the fear in all these longtime supervisors from deputy commissioners down who've spent 20, 30 years in the departments. But if they screw up, she's going to try to fire them. They lose their livelihood. This is what the cops have to deal with every day. Officer calls and tells me they had a trip planned for six months put in to go see a graduation. To go see their kid graduate, and it was denied a week before they were supposed to go. The officer broke down telling me the story after he or she had broke down to her superiors begging for this not to happen. Luckily, by the grace of God, there were some pull, strings pulled. That person was able to go see their child. But this officer isn't the only one. I'm told by countless cops how their marriages have fallen apart. Cops are drinking excessively, cops on antidepressants, cops that want to quit. They want to leave, but they can't because they lose their health care, they lose their money, they lose it all. Families being destroyed, cops going in the arms of other cops, whatever you may think of that. But this is what is going on for these poor people. They're forced to work overtime. They are scrutinized on every single arrest made. The district attorney ain't looking to jam up the suspect in the crime. He's looking to jam up the cop in the crime. This isn't normal. I agree with Krasner when he first said that the criminal justice system needs to be revamped. I'm the first one to admit that. Absolutely. It's horribly wrong, outdated, broken. But at the expense of destroying cops' morale, their lives, it's unfair. This is why we started this podcast. It was to give you an idea of what cops go through. I remember getting off a shift where we locked up a guy on Christmas because you know, he's a scumbag. He did some horrible rape to a family member. And then when we take him out, we see a baby in the house, a little kid crying because it's Christmas and we're taking daddy away. The Kid doesn't know what daddy really did in life. Like that stuff eats you. Then you go home. What do you do? How do you get rid of that thought? Cops can't really talk to people because it's not cool. You know, there's that stigma if you go and talk to a professional, like, oh, you're weak or you're a little, you know, sissy. So cops, a lot of cops drink, gamble, you know, do whatever. Scream, hold it all in. That's when I was on the job. It's 10 times worse now because now they don't even have the support of their own district Commanders, so, this, can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. So, um, I get the over- and now not all of them. I, I'm have no. brought yeah. a broad brush. There's no, a lot it. of great um, supervising police officers, of or captains, and all like uh, that I know as well. There's some great ones, but like that, bad. The overworked
1: and the, the family falling apart and the drinking because of the pressures of the job and stuff like that. I I understand. I uh, believe me. I but more than a lot of people understand that. My question would be that the other thing you're talking about about scrutinizing the officers before, that you know before they 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 scrutinize the the criminal, mm-hmm. like
0: for for what? So, great question. A lot of people don't know Larry Krasner was a was a defense attorney before he became mm-hmm. district yeah. attorney. His main source of income was to sue the Philadelphia Police Department. Okay. So when he came into office, his goal was to get as many cops as possible, and I believe he went on a streak of zero and fifty-seven for, for convictions. For convictions, went zero for fifty-seven until he finally got one with a, a cop that got jammed up for murder. Um, so I was like a personal vendetta for yeah, him. It's one thousand percent of personal vendetta.
1: And then the police commissioner is just what incompetent? She's incompetent. There's she, no you don't think there's not malicious behind her. It's just incompetence, gross she's, incompetence. She's, she's
0: making three hundred thousand a year and doesn't want to lose that job. Nothing, nothing more. She came from Portland. Okay, now Portland. If anybody knows anything about Portland, we all saw the summer of love and how yeah. they took over in good. Seattle. Um, she was a, a, a chief out in where was it? Uh, Oakland, I believe she was a chief there. Got kind of shoved out of there up you know went up to portland was a chief there the mayor boots her her final two before she comes here she wanted to stay on an extra three months there her final three months he was like absolutely not go i'll take over he didn't care right that's how brutal she was she comes to philly now she comes right when the pandemic right before it so they kind of give her a lot of. They give her a lot of leeway. The right. media really gives it to her. First course of action, as the police commander, was to tell the women they can wear whatever color and nail polish they want. That's that was top so priority. Her first course of action. Her first official duty. That's what she did. She doesn't meet with her commanding officers for sixty days. So right off the bat, from the beginning, from the beginning, she had, she's absolutely in overhead. She goes from a six hundred to a six thousand. Uh, unit, right. You know, yeah, force. The whole thing happens with George Floyd and all the riots all across the country. Philly was no different. They go. Everybody's seen the footage. The SWAT guy, OC, sprays the people on 676. They arrest them, get them off. She gave the authority to do that. She gave the OK. She says, I did not. So after the media starts handing them, like how could you do such a thing? Yeah. She throws, she makes this uh, this one deputy commissioner take a hit. He goes, he demotes himself, and says during a press conference, "I gave the order. I have to fall on the sword." There's a paper trail yeah. of her telling him to deploy OC spray on the on the protesters. It's on police radio. No one could get this radio, by the way. I know multiple reporters trying; they can't get the transmission because it's being hidden. Right. So, from right from the bat, she bobbles it. She just screws it so bad. So during that whole time, I have somebody—I'll just say somebody in City Hall that will know what I'm about to say—told me uh, the mayor wanted her to resign afterwards.
1: After the OC's, birthday. after
0: after not even six months on the job, he wants her to resign. And she says, no, you'll have to fire me. Fire the first black woman. Go Mm. right ahead. And Kenny's a coward. He caves. So she knows from that point on, she can do whatever she wants. Nothing's going to happen to her. She makes $285,000 a year, probably more. She is on countless vacations. Meanwhile, she gets to go away. She's down in Texas. At a sheriff's convention, whatever. Trust me, anybody that, that has no idea what these are—it's a vacation. Oh, it's a vacation. It's a networking. You go out, you drink, you have fun. You go to a couple conferences. No big deal. We've all been to these. It's a—it's—it's it's paid vacation. It's not even—it's paid time off. Yeah, it's a paid vacation. Mm-hmm. She's down there. Three SWAT officers get shot. She sends out a, an email in the morning to from you know, Texas. Well, oh, she doesn't. It's her right. secretary sends it out, but she didn't even write it. Uh, I. Again, I have information for somebody who actually wrote it. it. wasn't her. I get a copy of it, and it's just, oh, we don't deserve this, blah, blah, blah. Your ass should have been on an airplane back to Philly. Right. Three SWAT officers are shot. Thank God none of them were, were serious. Yeah. I mean, one had to leave with a bullet. In his, he left with a bullet still in him until he could get surgery. Right. But you stayed down there to party, and then you post a picture. She posts a picture with her and other female chiefs. Like this is maddening. Yeah. This is what you get when you hire by the way you look. Yeah. Okay? Not by your accomplishments, but by how you look. This is the result. Philadelphia destroyed. Kids carjacking everybody. We're yeah. near I think we're over 1000 carjackings. 10 years ago, what you would have maybe 10. You even know what carjacking was. You it wasn't even a term. Right. People going around, stealing everyone's catalytic converters. When you call the cop, and that's a $3,000 hit to the everyday person. When you call the cops, they take a report, and they will tell you, nothing's going to happen. Sorry, you are SOL. Nothing's going to happen. That's where we live. The two videos we just showed, this is normal. Yeah. It is happening in West Philly, North Philly, Kensington. And it's those people. Northeast. Northeast. It's, it's creeped up in the Northeast. Yeah. It is now creeped out of the city. Yeah. Bucks County, right outside where I live. Feasterville, Lower Southampton, Upper, uh, you know, uh, Northampton. The Wawa's are now closing at midnight yeah. to 5 a.m. because they are afraid of their employees getting robbed at yeah. gunpoint because it's been happening. Because now they're like, oh, all right, I'll just run outside the city, rob them, get right back in the city. Because they yeah. don't think the cops will come in and do anything. Yeah, This is what krasner has done to our officers to our city he has destroyed it it's unimaginable how how he was voted back in but you don't have to do that next time there's going to be a whole bunch of people in city council that are going to resign and try to run for the mayor seat people whoever those empty seats are get someone get in there you hit the lottery ticket for once Come in with some fresh ideas. You make the hundred fifty thousand a year. You make the lifetime benefits that come along with it. You get the free car, the free gas, the assistance, all the perks you can think of of being a, a city official, elected official. Go do it, because these people don't deserve it. And if you keep voting them in, you can't complain anymore when you get the same results. That's that's it. That I, I don't know what else to say anymore about it. This leads me to the last thing I want to talk about. Remember, we have all these murders still going on. I am getting a list from a source. How many murders from last year are actually solved? How many are, there's no shot. Or how many do they have where they know they have a suspect, but they can't get cooperating witnesses. I'm going to hopefully have that soon. I'll release that on Twitter the second I have it. But I want to end with the show with this. There's another law enforcement. There's another law enforcement unit in this, in this city of Philadelphia that's the Philadelphia sheriffs department this department now there's some good some great men and women at work for them this has nothing to do with them and i'm sorry if any of you do get offended this unit should be banned should lose all certification this unit should be should have its leaders thrown in prison it is a disgrace what goes on in this unit early last or is it uh, last year a report came out that they just lost two hundred some guns. Right, lost, stolen. They don't know. Gone. Who knows? Like, wait, what? That's a law enforcement agency. Now, if this wasn't a political, now sheriffs of Philadelphia get voted in. If this was the police department who lost two hundred thirty-five guns, yeah, Krasner would raid yeah, the somebody's headquarters. Gone,
1: somebody's going to jail. Yeah,
0: people would go to prison. Yeah, I get a source. You know who you are. You don't want me to say who you are, and I won't. Okay. All right, Candy. It's <laughs> a joke. He or she on know what I'm talking about. And uh, two deputies were arrested last night by the FBI or by the feds. I'm not sure if it was the FBI or DEA. Uh, allegedly for guns,
1: guns, them
0: guns. I don't know. Don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Right. But it's drugs and guns related. One of the people confirmed who was arrested was the previous. Sheriff, who was also under investigation, who also had multiple sexual assault, or sexual complaint lawsuits against him, that the city paid out. Okay, great job voting that moron in, uh, Jewel Williams. Guy couldn't read to save his life. When our unit, when our warrant unit merged with the sheriff's unit, he came over, had to swear us in. The guy came in with a girl I thought was a stripper. She was literally wearing a cut off silver glowing dress that you would wear at a club in New York starts reading to swear us in he had to read his whole thing he couldn't read half the words and I'm not talking about metamorphosis or something like that I'm right. talking about the uh you know it's like wait what dude are you kidding me this is now our boss yeah. this is what this is how Philadelphia votes this dude in he gets his nephew in when we're doing a whole merge we all had to go to Penn State there's one of us to go there was this backdoor nonsense. I wish the feds would investigate that, but I guess that's long over That's long gone. His nephew was this kid who was just a complete moron. He thought he was he was spying seven hundred dollars shoes coming in. Look, I got seven hundred dollars shoes on. We're like, what? Ha- you make twenty bucks an hour. How the right. hell are you doing that? We just thought he was a moron. You know, he was a perpetrator. He just yeah. wanted to look cool. Mm-hmm. He gets in uh, somehow. Gets in eventually. Got booted out the first time they tried to get him in. Doesn't make it. Doesn't make the cut. Somehow, I don't know. I'm out, and now I'm gone. But he's a sheriff. Joe Williams' nephew was arrested last night. He was one of the people arrested by the feds, allegedly for guns and drugs. The rest of the stuff that I've heard, I am not going to say until it is confirmed by them. But if it's true, damn. Mm. That An FBI needs to go set up a shop in that office And really tear it apart because it is a disgrace. Our unit went from serving thousands and thousands of warrants, making a small dent in the crime in this this city, given to them so they can do it, and it just died. The warrants died in that unit. I am bitter, just so... I want yeah. you all to make it. I want to make it completely clear. I am absolutely bitter that that agency took that our agency over. It's literally like the New York Jets of last year taking over the Patriots and telling them how to play football. Right. It was. It was embarrassing. But the reason I bring that story up, nothing, nothing Not on the news. news.
1: Yeah, I didn't see. A couple that
0: reporters it. reached out to me. Asked. They confirmed the kid's name. So this is it, and this is the other problem. The media. I know there's some great reporters out there. I've talked to a lot of you, and I know you're trying. And you told me it's tough for some of you, but this enough's enough. Come next year, there's going to be a whole a whole load of uh, seats opening up for a variety of offices in Philly. People, we got to vote differently. Doesn't it could be a Republican or it could just be a good normal Democrat. Doesn't matter who it is, but let's make some let's make some changes here. Isn't that
1: part of the big problem, though, that most people don't need, like, after they vote for the president or whatever, like, they really don't take time to vote for a whole lot. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I bet I bet you a big percentage of the, of the city doesn't even know that they have to vote for a sheriff.
0: Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? And what happens is certain neighborhoods, a ward leader can go in and tell everybody who to vote yeah. for.
1: Yeah, and that'll they win the election.
0: And they'll go and do it just yep. because they're told. And be like, oh, you might be able to get a job with that. If yeah. you go, you got to do it. And these people blindly just go and do it. Meanwhile, it's those people and their neighborhood that gets destroyed. Yeah. As bad as crime is in Philly, guess what? It ain't going to come up to Summerton. It's not going to go all the way up to Roxborough. The day it starts getting looking like North Philly with the violence in Summerton or Roxborough is the day it stops. Yeah. Because the city won't have it. Yeah. Because everybody in those neighborhoods can get up and roll. Mm Hmm. And once you lose your tax base, it's over. It's over. Yeah. All right. Everybody, I want to thank you all for checking us out again. I'll be back soon. Thank you. Check me out on Twitter. See you soon, Pete. Thanks, brother.